Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today. Everybody, this is your boy DJ Barbecue. This is the Coda I Radio Network. We have a special guest today. We have a Hall of Fame guest, Donnie Dodge. He's from the <laughs> Omaha Hall of Fame in Omaha, Nebraska, and we have him here today. Uh, Donnie, thank you for calling. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And to, to be to be very clear, I am not in the Hall of Fame. I just founded and am running the Hall of Fame. I am in no way, shape, or form a Hall of Fame caliber wrestler. Okay. Well, I apologize <laughs> for that. But, oh, God, um... no. I'm just, I'm just joking, man. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, all right, I got ribbed. I got ribbed. It's okay. It happens. I, I'm, I'm a big guy. I can handle it. Uh, you, and, you, and, uh, you and Eugene go from the same, uh, same category. You guys got me both, okay? So I'm 0-2. I'm 0-2. <laughs> You'll get away someday. I, right? I, I believe in you. Right? Gotta believe. Uh, Gotta so believe, man. How you been doing? You know, I've uh, I've been doing great. Uh, this is our second year with the Omaha, Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, and uh, this is we're we're getting ready to do our induction ceremony, our ring presentation uh, coming up here on the 16th of November at the Magnum Pro Show at Ralston Arena in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be there's going to be some names there that you're going to go, wow, I hadn't thought about that guy in a long time, but that's pretty cool. Well, and uh, you know, we're we're just kind of looking forward to it. Well, you just uh, gave people a little bit of a, a tidbit of what you're going to do. Why don't you give them the the whole uh, kit and caboodle, the whole main course of who you're going to have on the show that's in the Hall of Fame this year? On the Hall of Fame this year, well, the uh, the class of 2019 includes. Got it right here. The class of Hall of Fame includes. Do we need to do the drum the roll. Uh, yeah, just give, give me a give me a quick drum roll. All right, here we go. Uh, Perfect. All right, there it is. <laughs> uh, the the first three inducted into the 2019 uh, Omaha, Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame was the DiBiase family. Wow. Iron Mike DiBiase, Helen Hild, and her son Ted DiBiase. Wow. Now, everybody, if if you if you're not Familiar with the Omaha, Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, everyone that is inducted has something to do with the state of Nebraska. They're either born here, they're from here, they worked a lot, they lived. It's, it, they all have to have something to do with the state of Nebraska. Now, Iron Mike and Helen, Helen is originally from the state of Nebraska. She was born over by Grand Island, and she moved back here after she got married to Iron Mike. They lived in Omaha, Nebraska, and Ted went to Creighton Prep High School in Omaha until his freshman year until they moved down to Texas. And they were, I, as a matter of fact, I literally just opened up a thank you card from Ted because I shipped all of the rings last week. So he has his Omaha, Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame ring, his stepfather's, which I made intentionally the same size so he can wear his dad's ring, and then his mother, Helen Hill's ring in a special uh, display case. So those are the first three. You're thinking right out of the gate, those are the first three. How do you top that? 
Right. Well, I'll tell you how you top that. You bring in the man called Sting. Steve Boom. Borden. Boom. Steve Borden was born in Omaha, Nebraska. Still has relatives in the Omaha area. Sting is a great guy, and and we we would we wish him nothing but success. And we as soon as he as soon as he emails me back, I'll I'll make a ring with his uh, with his name on it. Next right. guy from WCW, the man, yo baby, yo baby, yo, PN News. Paul New is from the state of Nebraska. He was an amazing wrestler at Hardington Central Catholic, just north of where I'm at right now. And he still lives in the state, still loves professional wrestling. He will actually be on site. He will be our keynote speaker at the Magnum Pro Show on November the 16th at Ralston Arena in Omaha, Nebraska. You add on top of the class of 2019, Jumpin' Joe Scarpello. Jumpin' Joe Scarpello, if you go back into the 50s, uh, excuse me, the 40s and the 50s, he was a no-nonsense, I'm just going to tie you in a knot type professional wrestler. 170 pounds, of soaking wet, but just pure muscle and just nothing but professionalism from that guy. Gene Okerlund. Now, I know South Dakota guys, we, we share Mean Gene. <laughs> mean Gene was born. Right? We, we're we're, we're going sh- to share him, and this is where the whole, he doesn't have to be born here, but he went to college here. He went to UNL down in Lincoln. He also worked at the Mighty 1290 Coil in Omaha, Nebraska, on the yes, radio. He yes, he did. Right, right before he moved up to Minneapolis and started working for Vern Gagne in the AWA. So we claim Mean Gene is one of our own. We've got some two local wrestlers, gentlemen by the name of Abu Colossus, who worked throughout the Midwest over the last 20 years, and a two-time, a two-time Midwest Hall of Famer, Mr. Donnie Pepper Cricket. Anybody that's ever been to an indie show within 250, 300 miles of, the, of Omaha, Nebraska, you've seen this man. He is a sight to see, and he is probably one of the best workers and one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Abu, Donnie Pepper Cricket, and PN News will be on site on November the 16th in Omaha, Nebraska at the Magnum Pro Show, giving their Hall of Fame induction speeches and receiving their Omaha, Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame rings. That's going to be awesome on November 16th. I hope everybody will be able to go uh, and get tickets. And do you want to inform them where they could get tickets to go to the event? You can go to magnum-pro.com, or you can also check out prowrestling-omaha.com, and we have links for you to be able to get the tickets for that. Awesome, awesome. So you said the, the great, exciting news. The Hall of Fame is up and running for the last two years, correct? Yes. Yes, and it's been just amazing. And, yeah, I mean – you start out with the legendary family and then you just, you know, explode with the news with the man they call Sting and then all these other great individuals. Now, let's go back to a little bit of your background here real quick. Where did Absolutely. you get your start? Where did you get your training and who inspired you to be a professional wrestler? Well, the gentleman that expired, inspired me uh, was the very first person inducted in the class of eight, uh, 2018. And that name is Mad Dog Vachon. Maurice Vachon spent decades living in South Omaha, and I met Maurice as, uh, as a young man in radio, and uh, he inspired me to, you know, kind of chase my dream of wanting to be a wrestler. And I, 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 was, I was decent. I was okay. I was better on the mic, as anybody can tell right now. I, I'm a good talker, but, you know, tell me to, tell me to go run a, run a couple of moves, and I'm probably going to screw part of it up. So Mad Dog Vachon is by far my biggest inspiration he was 
he was a, a gentle giant of a man, and it's he's just one of those guys that that really really made you want to succeed to keep to to make him happy because he just he he really believed in everybody that he trained. Another gentleman that uh, I got a lot of hands-on experience with is Mantar. Mantar was also part of the 2018 class. I took my very first bump in 1999 from Mantar and the uh, concrete floor of the Omaha Hooters um, hosting a live wrestling event there. And uh, it's been, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been fun ever since, I think, uh, if I can still feel my legs. Well, you said Hooters. Um, and everybody that's uh, listening to this probably knows uh, who or in what Hooters is. Uh, can you tell them a little bit of how that got started and why you held it at Hooters? Well, we were. I was. Uh, I was in radio at the time, um, and I was hosting Monday Night War parties. Uh, and so it was. You'd show up, and on one big screen we had WCW, and on the other big screen on the other side of the room we had the the Monday Night Raw, and we could, depending on what was going on, what match, we could switch the audio back and forth, and we would have hundreds of people out, hundreds of people out to watch pro wrestling. And it was absolutely, it was, it was the time of my life because you, we were surrounded because there were, no, there were no independent shows. So you couldn't go out and hang out an independent show with like-minded people and talk about wrestling. There was nowhere for you to do that. Right. Unless WWE, uh, WWF at the time happened to come through town. So this was a chance once a week to get together with your with your newfound wrestling friends and talk wrestling. So I kind of taught myself how to wrestle. I'm a self-taught guy. And so I would hold hardcore matches um, out in the parking lot, you know, jumping through jumping through windshields and taking out tables and garbage cans and, 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 and the whole the whole nine yards there. And so Mantar and PN News were doing an independent show over at one of the local casinos against public enemy. And they wanted to, they wanted to uh, come over and, and maybe get a little bit of advertising. So, they're like, hey, how about how about we do this? How about we rough you up a little bit? And you're, I'm, I'm looking at two dudes that are 400 pounds if they're an ounce. And Bantar looks at me and goes, hey, so you uh, you can take a bump, right? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, of course I can. Yeah, I can take a bump. And he goes, okay, cool. And then we'll, we'll put the boots to you, and, and and then we'll run off and. And then you you can interfere in the match on uh, Saturday against Public Enemy. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to say no to that. Right. So I get I get jumped in the entryway as I'm thanking everybody for coming out. They come back in, uh, catch me from behind. He picks me up and just power slams me onto the concrete floor. He may have oversold it a bit. I'm not going to say that Mike is stiff. He's snug. His wrestling is very snug, and so. When we hit, I hit nice and flat like I was supposed to, but my legs went numb, uh, and it knocked the wind out of me. And that's so I turned over to try and catch my breath, not remembering that here comes the boots from 403-pound PN News. Uh, I bounced my head off the floor, and I woke up about 20 minutes later with a huge cut on the side of my face and blood all over the entryway and one pissed-off Hooters manager because they had to clean up the blood off the floor of the entryway and one, I, I believe, the... The 16-year-old hostess might have thrown up when she saw the blood. <laughs> but, but, but as a and, and I'm making this way too much about me. I just love telling that story because it fits with it fits with PN News being in the class of 19, and it fits with with Mantar being in the class of 18. And 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 it's I just want to now that I can't wrestle anymore. I'm old. I got a bad back. I'm 
it's just I, I just can't do it anymore. I wanted a way to be able to give back to the business that I fell in love with. So what I did was instead of traveling every week and wrestling and not making any money and spending money on gear, I just decided to, you know what, I'm going to start this Hall of Fame. So I started the website. I got permission from a lot of these guys to include them into the, into this Hall of Fame. The promoters, the local promoters have been fantastic because they actually help pay for the rings, the Hall of Fame rings. And we we contact these guys and not one person has, has had a, uh, a bad word or had anything negative to say about it because all of it really is is just celebrating where professional wrestling came from in the state of Nebraska. And it's got a long and storied history all the way back, all the way back to um, the Tiger Man out of, out of Ravina, Nebraska, who is going to be in the class of 2020. Gorgeous George is from Nebraska. Um, these are guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame yet, but they soon will be. And we have a traveling display. I know I'm, I'm very long-winded. I apologize. But we have a traveling display of certain items from people that are attached to professional wrestling. We have a life-size cast. Baron Von Raschke's claw, and nice. it's one of three one of three hundred ever made, and it's autographed by Baron. And he, uh, we've got his ring, his Hall of Fame ring on display. We're going to get it to him this fall, and so you can come and you can see the life size cast of the claw. We've got some gear from Mantar. We've got autographed pictures. We've got we've got so many items that are related to the history of wrestling in Nebraska and the beautiful thing and this is what I absolutely love is to see a dad in his 30s walk up with their kid that's 9 or 10 years old and they say dad who was who's Baron Von Raschke dad who's mad who's mad dog Bashan and they get to bond by talking to each other about memories that they had when they were that their their son's age or their daughter's age and I absolutely love it. It's the greatest thing in the world to be able to stand there behind that table and see the bonding happening between two family members over professional wrestling because it really is. It's the great equalizer. Everybody loves wrestling. Right. Everybody loves wrestling. Right. Oh, so what's the process that it takes to to get the candidates, the the people to induct in the Hall of Fame that you go through? I mean, you did say and you made it clear they have to have some type of presence in the, the state of Nebraska. But what is some of the other things that you process to kind of get your class together? So here's what we do is the very first class last year, I sat down with all of the local promoters and some of the local historical figures that were still around and said, okay, we're looking at, we want to bring in 10 guys. We want to do, we don't want to overwhelm everybody and bring in 30 guys, which I would love to have done. But we're going to do a couple of local guys, and then we're going to do some of these other historical figures. Obviously, Mad Dog's going to be the very first one. Um, obviously, at least it was obvious to me. And so we all kind of put names in a hat, and then we voted. And that's what came up, and that's, that, that kind of became the committee to the selection is these these guys that have done it for 20, 25 years. They've they've either done it locally for 25 years or they've made it all the way to the bigs, uh, to the big feds and stuff like that, or wrestled all over the world. Now, those guys will also have a vote. They had a vote in 2019. 
the guys that get in now, like Donnie Pepper Cricket, Abu Colossus, Ted DiBiase, all of those guys, the PN News, they will have a vote and a chance to nominate who they think should get in for the class of 2020. So it's, you're, you're including everybody that's in it to give them a vote. It's kind of like the Heisman Trophy. That's kind of where I got the idea from. Right. Anybody that wins the Heisman Trophy in college football, they get a vote in the next Heisman Trophy voting. So that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to include everybody. And it's kind of an intergenerational thing then. Right. Because you bring in these, these local guys with the, with the bigger name guys that are kind of getting up there in, uh, in years. And it's just kind of neat to see the conversations and to hear the conversations of who they think deserves to be Hall of Fame quality. So you're getting more community involvement with the athletes within professional Absolutely. wrestling. So then they're, they're more involved. So it's not just, um, I want to say like the FBS or the FCS in, in college football, where it's just only certain, um, or I guess I should say like the border regions in some cases to where they get to decide what's going on. So that, that, that's a great idea to have all that. Community I think, I, and I, I, I think Mantar said it best in his, in his hall of fame, uh, induction speech. He goes, this means so much more to me because it was my peers. Right. It was my peers that selected me to be in it. This isn't no W, and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but this isn't no WWE Ass Kissers Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike's opinionated, and I love him for it. Yeah, yeah, and we and and he's such a he's a he's a great person though to uh, mm-hmm. to have in there. He's a great uh, um, spokesman for the Hall of Fame. He really is. So. With that being said, what is your um, your outlook for 2020, if you don't mind us asking, or if you if you don't want to, you don't have to answer the question, but just kind of get to where you where you're gonna go from here. Um, you have all this stuff that travels. You said as memorabilia. Do you eventually want to get to where there's kind of like some type of of, of building that they can go to to see this, other than the independent shows, or do you want to keep it unique to where? you go to either show. Cause I think if you said off, off the air, you said that you rotate uh, different promotions back and forth every other year. Absolutely. Absolutely. What I do is I try and get out to at least six or seven shows per year. And we've got so many different, uh, we've got at, right now, I believe we've got four promotions running in the state of Nebraska. We've got uh, the MWA. We've got, Magnum Pro, PWP, and now this is wrestling. What I like to do is get out and get this traveling display out to people. I had talked to some people about possibly getting a building. The problem with that is that Nebraska is such a big state. And, yes, all the people are in primarily the eastern half of the state. I get that. I've, I've lived my entire life in the state of Nebraska. I understand I understand where everybody is, but it alienates the people from out West. If we put a building in Omaha, then the people in Lincoln are going to be pissed. If we put right. the building in Grand Island, then the people in Omaha are going to be pissed. And so I would just rather show up at a local event because number one, it, it's a draw. It's a draw for the local guys. And if right. you're not, if, you, if you're not bringing people and putting butts in the seats, the business dies. You've got to be able to, put butts in the seats and have paying tickets. And if I can travel, I last, uh, believe, believe it was about three months ago, I went out to Beatrice. 
I, I drove three hours out to Beatrice for an MWA show, and it was it was a blast. I'd never been to Beatrice to see the to see the facility was amazing, and there's a huge professional wrestling history just in the city of Beatrice. And so it was to, to be able to do some research on that and to present the people of, uh, of the, the professional wrestling fans in Beatrice a poster from 1967, which is one of the last events. Uh, it was a copy of a poster, excuse me, uh, from 1967. It was one of the last events that Iron Mike DiBiase wrestled at. Okay. And it was in, Be- and it was in Beatrice. So we presented that to the fans there. And to be involved that way, I would much rather grab my totes full of really cool stuff and bring them to the people at the events, but also force these people to, or not force, but give them a reason to come in and sit down and watch independent wrestling. Because if you've never been to an independent wrestling show, well, if you've never been to an independent wrestling show, you're not listening to this podcast. Let's be perfectly honest. Right. Well, and, and here's the <laughs> but, thing though. It, you, in a way you kind of do force them because it forces their, their uh, curiosity to uh, come yeah. out to these shows because you don't get to see this stuff every day when you go to an independent show. Exactly. And, 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 and like I was saying, the, the, if we can get the 40 year old guy or the 50 year old guy that remembers Baron Von Raschke and the claw, he's going to say, you know what? I want to go. He normally maybe not would maybe he wouldn't go to that show because he doesn't understand it. He's never been to an independent show, right. but if that gets them in the door, that's when that's when that bonding can happen. Is you bring because he, he's going to bring his kids with him. He's going to be able to stand around and talk with other wrestling fans and enjoy the entire process. Well, Donnie, I I appreciate your time. I know you have to get going here. You said um, if you'd like to get your name out there to show uh, people where they can find the Omaha um, Hall of Fame on social media, go ahead and take this time and uh, let the fans yeah, know. Can- yeah, you, we're on Twitter. We're uh, uh, just just search uh, Pro Wrestling Omaha uh, or Nebraska Pro Wrestling. Um, we are on Facebook. We've got our Facebook page. You can search us there. We've also got our own website where you can also find our links. That's uh, Pro Wrestling Omaha dot com. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, this is Donnie Dodge. I am DJ Barbecue. I thank everybody on the Coyote. Dakota I Radio Network. I'm just stuttering because I'm amazed with all this information that you have. I'm very proud of what you're doing. Like I said, I'm DJ Barbecue. Everybody, have a good night. Peace. <laughs>